whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report Inside Pharma. This is Dr. Lee for America with my co-host, Hedley Reese, a career inside pharma expert who is sharing his wealth of knowledge from having worked inside big pharma for more than 40 years. Hedley is also an expert on proper supply chain management, distribution management, good manufacturing practices, and in fact, has written extensively in books and other articles on this for years. He has been raising the alarm about the total abdication of good manufacturing practices and quality and safety standards since the rollout of the COVID shots. And today, we're going to focus on more of the background and the hidden agenda of the UK, United Kingdom, as the epicenter of this massive mRNA invasion of our lives across all fronts. America and the world listening, these nefarious minds, diabolical minds, that are pushing the mRNA on all humanity are not just focused on people. They are developing and using and pushing mRNA vaccines in animals that are our food supply. They are pushing it for plants that are our food supply. There, there are experiments going on now with spinach crops being sprayed with mRNA vaccines. This is appalling from the standpoint that, number one, it's not needed, and number two, the technology is so poorly developed at this point, and there are no quality or safety or good manufacturing standards being implemented, and all of the regulatory agencies are in bed with Big Pharma, it is a stunning assault on life of all kinds. They're talking about using this technology in other organisms, microorganisms, amphibians, insects, mosquitoes. Bill Gates is manipulating and genetically modifying mosquitoes heaven only knows what his agenda is with that other than fitting in the depopulation agenda that you just heard us talk about on the whistleblower report in the show 
that aired yesterday. If you didn't catch that, go back and listen. Henry Kissinger, of all people, was the architect in 1974 of the global depopulation agenda that is unfolding at warp speed through these mRNA technologies right now. And the UK is the epicenter of that. So with Hedley Reese as the expert living and working in the UK, he knows who the players are, what the background is, and we want everyone listening, share this with your network, with your friends and family and social media, because it's critical that people understand this, this isn't just a U.S. Department of Defense effort, as some have claimed. And some of the people out there claiming to be the inventor of the mRNA vaccine are actually minor players in the research and development side of it that don't, that were not part actually, or that are not part of the epicenter of this massive expansion right now. So it's much bigger than the piecemeal picture that you're getting from both means mainstream and alternative media. So Hedley, uh, let's let's take it away with with some of your your big concerns and what you've been seeing about the role that the UK is actually playing and who are some of these who are some of these players that people in America have not heard of? Yeah, hi, Dr. Lee. Yeah, it's a pleasure to, to talk to you again, and I'm glad to get this out. Um, so first thing to say is these uh, mRNA vaccines and the adenovirus vaccines, I should call them injections, not vaccines, they are impossible to make safely because the manufacturing process is so complex and riddled with risk and dangers that even if you take the normal time to develop a drug, which would be about 10 years, you'd still likely not be able to develop these vaccines. And I, I can prove that chapel in verse. How, how I know is because in 2013 in the UK, I worked with a contract manufacturer for gene therapy, a company called Oxford Biomedica, based in Oxford in the UK. And I worked on a UK government grant called the Advanced Manufacturing Supply Chain Initiative. And I worked with that company as an engaged consultant to um, put together an innovative uh, a, a grant funding application that included the health service, Heart of England NHS Trust, it included Cranfield University as a academic uh, partner, and it included one or two other partners, and Oxford Biomedica was the company that was actually making the gene therapies. And that uh, grant was approved, and Oxford Biomedica received a £1 million grant to develop this innovative program. But as soon as they had the money, they forgot about the innovative program and just spent the money on equipment and um, I was let go, and uh, they went off at the, uh, uh, on their own merry way. But 
But UK government got very uh, um, interested in this technology, not knowing very much about the, the, the risks of gene therapy. And over the last, I would say, 15 years, UK government has seen this as being able to make the UK number one in the world in life sciences. It's been uh, 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 an ambition of the UK government, particularly post-Brexit, after we've left Europe or European Union, to be number one in the world to prove that we are still a major force. But of course, um, these uh, uh, therapies being so difficult to make, they've had a lot of trouble actually getting past phase one, the initial safety testing. Uh, and in 2014, the UK government, they, they set up a ministerial uh, biopharmaceutical industry strategy group, which involved government ministers, which involved the chair of AstraZeneca, uh, the CEO of AstraZeneca as, as chair. It involves Sir Richard Sykes, who was uh, the, the CEO of, of GlaxoSmithKline. It basically put uh, the UK government and pharma in bed together to help make the UK the, 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 the biggest uh, um, force in life sciences in, in, in the world. So what we then found, we found that Bill Gates is, you know, he's on first name terms with all the first ministers in the UK and the cabinet. And he's, you know, he's employed the former head of the UK MHRA, Ian Hudson, as his regulator, as his integrated drug development person. So he's been able to set up a duplicate regulatory body which is circumventing the, the, the official bodies such as FDA and European Medicines Agency. So he's got that taped. We've got the UK government being the first through the MHRA to approve all these vaccines. The Pfizer-BioNTech vaccines was approved by UK MHRA first. Then the, the, the following vaccine- Yeah, Hadley, let me ask a question to clarify. When the UK government approved the Pfizer-BioNTech, was it conditional approval or full approval? It was conditional approval. Okay. But, but Similar I to the, e, the EUA in the United States, correct? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it was conditional approval. They led the world on that. And that conditional approval in the UK, did that set the stage for the FDA to do the emergency use authorization approval, or did the FDA come first? This has been stage managed. So FDA would have been working with, um, with uh, MHRA, because obviously Gates has got his tentacles in the US as well. And the, the plan would be that the UK would be the first to do the approval of the conditional approval, and then the E. Uh, UA would, you know, uh, be released just after, and the same okay. in Europe, they released just after. But in the UK, the conditional approval actually does put conditions on the approval, one of which is that the, the vaccine should be made to good, a good manufacturing practice. That is a condition, it's documented. But it was not done, that condition was not carried out, correct? 
Correct. Absolutely not. None of this was done to good manufacturing practice. I mean, just that's the- an important thing for our listeners to for us to keep reminding our listeners. None of them, US, UK or Europe, have required the manufacturers to adhere to the longstanding pharmaceutical industry good manufacturing practices. I, I still I don't think the public, certainly in America, really understand the enormity of that statement. And you're confirming that because you've been involved as an expert in pharmaceutical industry, good manufacturing practices that need to be complied to and all and used to be. I, I just want to emphasize that. And I want to come back to something you said, because it really struck me. And I want our listeners in America to understand this. When Britain voted, the people of Britain voted in the Brexit vote to leave the European Union for Britain to remain an independent country free of Europe domination by politicians, which was, which was a good rallying of the people. And that was a good move to serve the needs of the British people. But the government of Britain was then finding a way to bring in income and serve money, power, and control in leadership in a way to flatter their ego and line pocketbooks is the way I look at it. And so they jumped into this technology into bed with Big Pharma and Bill Gates and all of the rest of the deep state and global elite actors pushing the global reset who are now actually creating a more horrific scenario for the British people and the world using the UK government politicians as the tools to do that. Did I get that right from what you've been describing? Yes, that's absolutely right. The UK in 2022, there was a conference uh, held, a large conference where MHRA, or they call them advanced therapies. And when you hear the term advanced therapies, you must instantly think gene therapies because the other advanced therapies are just going nowhere in comparison to the way the gene therapies uh, are being pushed. So if you go on the internet search engine and put in advanced therapies, you will see various conferences coming up where you have all these different companies who are really getting very excited about the amount of money they're going to make by pushing these gene therapies. They have hundreds of speakers. And in last year, Dr. Peter Marks was a keynote speaker at the conference in London. Now, he is the director of the Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research. So he at FDA would be the one responsible for approving the EUAs to say that they are safe for patients. Um, So, and you've also got him rubbing shoulders with, um, with the industry. And this is a two or three day conference. So, you know, uh, it's it's almost unheard of 
for FDA to do anything other than, you know, a, a one-hour slot at, at the conference and it's in, out, and they're passing on their knowledge and experience. They're not mingling with the with with, with the crowd and, and being part of the whole thing, really. So that, that's concerning in itself. Uh, there's another one of these conferences next year, and the same in the US, that they, they, they're starting to, 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 to pop up. And Peter Marks in March wrote an article about how he was going to help gene therapies uh, conquer the world. I've paraphrased that, but uh, I, I will send you a link, uh, Dr. Lee, with the article to put with the, with, with the show notes. Um, so it, it's hard to believe that FDA is actually promoting advanced therapies, gene therapy products, when we have all these issues that uh, need to be tackled, issues such as, you know, the frozen vaccines were not compliant in any way with, with the requirements of good manufacturing practice. There are so many uh, uh, deviations and quality uh, compliance uh, excursions in this whole thing. It, it's hard, it, it is hard to believe. So this for the industry is the next gold rush. You know, and it's that's, that's how they see it as a gold rush focused on profits before people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's and, truly it, it's 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 really a crime against humanity when they are focused. They know they're not complying with good manufacturing practices that have always been the standard and and were enforced until now. And they know they have these manufacturing problems. They know that the quality varies. They have no safety studies. And they are rushing pell-mell ahead at warp speed because they're all starry-eyed over the dollar signs. Basically, I think that's what you're describing. Yes, absolutely. Now, Big Pharma has been obsessed with patents and, and dollars for, for many years, but I never thought I'd see it get to the state where they co would collaborate with all the suppliers together to agree not to follow these good practices for the sake of getting these products to market in nine months, you know, when it normally takes 11 and a half years. You know, it, it's just indefensible. It so, is indefensible, and I still come back to the fact that it is a crime against the unsuspecting public around the world because the advertising is this la-la land of vaccines are going to protect you from everything, and, oh, it's the best thing since sliced bread, and you have to do this to be a good neighbor. It's just nauseating. And it's actually very chilling to see the psychological manipulation of the public through this advertising when those creating these products know exactly that they do not have any of these safety issues and manufacturing quality standards worked out whatsoever, and they don't care. Yes, they, they, they don't care. And, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of these people and it's hard to believe they have sold their souls 
knowing. It's not as if they don't know. They will know if you don't adhere to GMP, then you go in potentially to kill people. There was an incident in 2007, 2008, which was uh, reported by the Pew uh, Health, as it was then, um, that people died and were badly injured because heparin, a drug that was made by a company called Baxter, was adulterated. Uh, the Baxter bought a raw material from China that was 100 times cheaper than the, original, the, the, the proper material they should have used. And... Um, and it was a, a sort of a toxic material, in fact, just to save money. And that got through the supply chain and it killed hundreds of people and, you know, the thousands of adverse ad adverse events. And then good manufacturing practice was actually tightened so that companies had to trace the, the source of their materials right the way up to the initial source and be sure they were buying uh, a kosher products. So we know if GMP isn't followed, you you are going to kill people. There's going to be adulteration in the supply chain. There's going to be misbranding. And FDA is very, very, has was always very, very hot on misbranding. Um, you know, I used to work with um, FDA Cincinnati District um, for four years in uh, with uh, Xavier Health in Cincinnati, and um, it was that was FDA co-sponsored, and you know they really were um, very keen to make sure that these sorts of issues were stamped on. And something happened at some point where this changed totally. And uh, I don't know exactly where it was, but it's shocking. Well, it it is shocking, and one of the things that that I just find appalling is that the death rates are skyrocketing worldwide, and there is not one thing being done about it in any of the Western countries. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually working with a gentleman in Croatia, in Europe. Uh, there, he's written a freedom of information request to their regulatory body, and he got the usual motherhood and apple pie request. And um, he sent another letter now where he's asking very, very detailed questions, and I've helped him with the questions. And he's got his own television program, which goes out to about a million people in Croatia, and he said to them, uh, he's um, interviewed a few people. I, I, I was one of them, Jonathan Gilthorpe, who you know. Uh, some, uh, and he's told them he's going to show these videos of experts explaining what goes wrong. And when they, they, when they answer to the questions come back, he's going to sort of, you know, show that they, they have not properly answered the questions. So I think and there's... I think there's a lot of people now waking up and we just need to accelerate the whole thing. So we share, you know, this should must be all about collaboration. I think there's too many people with their piece of the puzzle who know so much, but, you know, they haven't got all the answers. You have to put the puzzle together so that you've got the full picture of, you know, what we are discussing here. Well, 
one of the things that is alarming is in addition to all that you're talking about, and we can talk more about this in the second half, and we can also talk about the escalation of the number of vaccines that people are being pushed to get and what are some of the factors that lead to that. But, but I, I find that in addition to the fact that they are invading all of our lives with these mRNA gene therapy shots for everything, because the public doesn't realize that even the traditional flu vaccines are being converted to the mRNA gene therapy technology. And so some of the same problems that we've seen with the COVID shots, you can expect to see going forward with the flu shots that have been now converted to this really untested and unregulated new therapy. And the fact that they're not adhering to the good manufacturing standards makes it even more dangerous. And I'll come back to something I've said as a practicing physician for a long time. Influenza is a very is a treatable illness and it doesn't have to be a severe illness unless you're elderly and have lung disease or you have other serious comorbidities. But if you treat it early, it, it doesn't require everyone being vaccinated. And I've just seen too many patients over my career who've had adverse reactions from the adjuvants in the flu shots. And now with no quality standards and converting that to mRNA technology, it makes it even more concerning about what lies ahead. And, and since I'm sure they know that, then the question becomes, is this part of tragically, the depopulation agenda that we know has been in place since the 1970s and agreed to by nations around the world in the Egypt Accords from 1994. So Hedley, I, I really think all of this UK rush to invade our lives, our, our bodies, animals, plants, and our, our entire food supply with the mRNA gene therapy agents is, is an assault on life, really. And your comment, and then we'll wrap up the first half and take a short break and come back for more discussion on all of this. Yeah, I'd just like to pick up on one point you made there, Dr. Lee, on the, the flu vaccine, because they give the impression you can just switch from the orthodox attenuated vaccine or inactivated vaccines to mRNA vaccines in six months, 12 months, you know, that's a pipe dream. That's a joke. That's a fantasy. You know, it, it, you've got to do all the safety testing on the new vaccine and you're talking, you know, up to 10 years. So do they think people are stupid by saying we're going to switch over from one to the other? The, the fact is people need to just realize developing a drug is like developing an aircraft or, or similar product for consumer markets that's going to have people using your products all over the world so that you have to be absolutely certain that you've done all the work. And the stages are involved the same as an, a, an aircraft. And I've done this comparison between a Dreamliner and, and you know, a typical uh, drug. And 
they come out similar. So when they say, oh, we'll just throw this switch, you know, we'll change the DNA code and then it'll suddenly be this new product. You cannot, but that is nonsense, complete nonsense. So, um, yeah, that's a point I I, I keep making because it's so important that people think of these drugs not as something that is found by accident, but it's something that takes blood, sweat and tears to develop, manufacture and distribute before it's safe and effective. And it takes many years. This is a dangerous pipe dream, actually, and all focused on profits over people. And in many respects, the regulators now have become the perpetrators of an attack on our lives. We'll be right back after the break. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report. Inside Pharma, revealing the secrets of the big black box that is Big Pharma. We will be right back. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code out loud at cofixrx.com. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing. 
leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome to the second half of Inside Pharma, Inside the Big Black Box and the Secrets of Big Pharma. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report second half with my co-host, Hedley Reese, an Inside Pharma expert. And we were talking in the first half about the UK plans to position itself, UK government and with Bill Gates and actually setting up a duplicate regulatory body that Gates himself has the tentacles of control at his fingertips and using the UK to to be the global leader in these new advanced technologies and advanced therapies that is a euphemism and deception to disguise the fact that these are gene therapy agents. And it is essentially mRNA technology and vaccines invading every aspect of human, animal, and plant life on the planet. They're planning to use it for everything, as you heard us talk about in the first half. And we also talked in the first half about the fact that there is now no oversight required on following good manufacturing practices that were always the standards by which pharmaceutical companies were held to certain safety and manufacturing standards to ensure the safety of the public who got medicines and vaccines. And recently, you've been hearing more from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in the United States and of course, Dell Bigtree from ICANN to talk about the problems that have been there for a long time with the childhood vaccines. And what I really want the American people to understand about the childhood vaccines in the context of the safety issues we're talking about now for the new gene therapy vaccines is that Years before the COVID catastrophe, leaders like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and CEO of ICANN, Dell Bigtree, and ICANN's lead attorney, Aaron Siri, along with other experts, met with Tony Fauci and Francis Collins and various heads of U.S. health regulatory agencies to present to them a comprehensive assessment of vaccine safety and policy in the US. And this was for representatives of the Trump administration. And that presentation, which we'll link for this show for those who wanna go back and listen to it, that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. presented that day is known as the Vaccine Safety Project, which was developed in collaboration between Children's Health Defense, ICANN, and countless professionals in the field. Now, what is stunning about this presentation is that, and we will have these links for you to go back and listen to, but 
in that setting, there the federal officials in the United States are on record with written confessions that the childhood vaccines were never tested for safety against true placebos. And Headley can speak to a little bit about that. And I don't want to get into today with all of the problems with the childhood vaccines. I mean, they've escalated to the point that children are so overloaded with vaccines. There are more than 72 vaccines and boosters that are required for children from infancy on through high school, which is staggering. When I when I was growing up, there were like two or three. It's it truly is staggering. And at the same time, that vaccine number and type and diversity and giving them all at once to people or giving multiple shots to children at one time, we've seen skyrocketing autism, as you've heard Robert F. Kennedy talk extensively about. And that that I've seen over my medical career. But most people don't know that all these childhood vaccines were never tested for safety against a placebo. And I want you to understand that in the context of the orders of magnitude greater safety concerns that we now have with these experimental gene therapy products that they're not even, not only they're not testing it for safety, they're not adhering to good manufacturing practices either. So it makes the situation far worse now for everyone beyond the dangers that have already been exposed for the childhood vaccine. So Headley, would you like to comment on, on that and as it relates to the very concerns that you're bringing up? Yeah, well, <clears throat> there's a couple of things there, Dr. Lee. The first thing is that we've learned through this uh, last three years that the pharmacovigilance processes that these companies should be carrying out themselves. Remember that uh, BioNTech, um, Moderna, these companies, they are responsible for collecting data on adverse events and serious adverse events and for investigating them themselves. What the regulators have to do is to audit those companies to ensure they've got the, the, the those exact processes in place. So with such, in the absence of that, which we've now learned, how are we going to pick up um, side effects that are, are, are being uh, are occurring because of these different vaccines? Uh, how are we going to pick up the sort of trends of autism and these other things where you really need to, to have proper data to see what's, what's happening. We just don't know uh, with these number of vaccines now in the, you know, in the marketplace, what, what vaccine is doing what to what children because the, the processes of, um, of collecting side effects and, and analyzing them has, has just disintegrated. That's, that, that's a concern on that. The other thing, of course, with the Hippocratic Oath, oath uh, concept, do, do no harm, that's obviously a doctor's uh, oath, you have to test a drug against a placebo that is um, not going to harm the patients at all. 
if you use um, an existing vaccine as the placebo, where which has unknown side effects, then you know you are not operating to the do no harm principle, and potentially you are going to do do harm. So there are so many questions about why the why vaccines in general, particularly in the U.S., are getting such favorable treatment, and how there is so little investigation into the real performance of, of the vaccine. So that, that's what I would say to that, Dr. Lee. Well, I think you're right. It's almost like there has been a coordinated approach that vaccines are the answer for everything. Instead of treating the COVID viral illness, which was could be relatively mild if you caught it early and treated it quickly, and even some of my patients with serious comorbidities like asthma, diabetes, obesity, hypertension, heart disease, all did fine with COVID when I treated them within the first three to five days of symptoms and used the combination therapies that we had available with hydroxychloroquine initially, later ivermectin added to it, corticosteroids, antibiotics, home oxygen if needed, high doses of vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc, since most Americans seem to be deficient in all of them based on my testing of my patients and, and what the data shows about the importance of those in helping our immune system deal with viral illnesses. So, and actually, there's another factor that most Americans don't realize that all the soy in our foods actually interferes with the absorption of zinc and zinc depletion in the soils due to all of the agribusiness farming methods mean that most Americans anyway are deficient in zinc by significant amounts. And so you've got a double whammy. But my patients, even with low zinc, low vitamin D and comorbidities did well and nobody went in the hospital when I treated them quickly at the beginning with the combination meds. So we didn't need to force everyone to wait for a vaccine and die getting sicker at home without treatment. So this whole push for vaccines for everything is a very ominous trend. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And there's no justification for it. Um, the, 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 the amount of, what shall we call it, um, you know, head in the sand that these are not, they cannot be made, they're not safe. There's, it's just, let's just get going, let's just get, crank them out there and let's just give them to people and let's put the money in our pockets. You, you can't describe it any other way. And it's um, it's a it's not just a broken system. It's been a broken system a long time. And you'll probably find a better word for it than I, Dr. Lee. But uh, the system now is dangerous. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's even more dangerous than it's been. I mean, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s organization, Children's Health Defense, has been working to expose 
the problems with the childhood vaccines for decades, and they, they have done a phenomenal job. And now it takes it to a whole different level of danger to the public because they're not doing any of the years of safety of research and development properly done, the clinical trials, safety monitoring, pharmacovigilance, good manufacturing standards, all of the things that we have depended on, upon to have a safe supply of medicines. None of it's being done with these new technologies. Yes, indeed. If, and if you think, okay, what, what can we do about this? In, in my mind, the first thing that needs to happen is that FDA needs to be um, put on whatever you call it. They, need, they, are the, they are the competent authority responsible for the safety of patients in the U.S. Uh, under Title 21 of the Code of Federal Regulations. It's clear. And those regulations are in place to ensure that all the things that could go wrong don't go wrong using these good practices. So FDA could, as we speak now, they could be going into these manufacturing plants. They have been into a few, but they should be going into all the plants making these injections and doing any, any processes of these injections and ensuring they are working to good manufacturing practice. And you've only got to go into a few and because supply chains are connected you start to really understand the scale of the problem you know the cell lines the starting materials the cell lines that are used to uh, as as the foundation of the new product they have to be carefully validated very often they they come from donor animals or humans and you know donors have to be properly checked to make sure that their cells are are, are safe and that's just the start. Then, you know, all the temperature uh, constraints that you've got, because these are living things, the fact that you're moving them hundreds of miles through airports and, uh, and uh, customs from one company to another, huge exposure to errors and things going, going wrong. And you, you just wonder that um, how this has been allowed to go on and it's FDA's responsibility to ensure that is not going to happen. And, it, you know, I'm also conscious that some of the um, senior FDA employees on the, uh, on the vaccines approvals actually stepped down in the early days. Um, and I don't know the details of who they were, but I, I could understand why anyone who'd been a, a loyal FDA employee seeing what was going on would have not wanted to have been part of it. So, uh, and I think, I'm hoping there's enough good people at FDA to, uh, to remediate what's, what's been going on. Well, I hope you're right. I, I, I know that there are a lot of ethical people on both sides of the Atlantic that are doing their best to speak up about these dangers. But I still look at the fact that the media controls the message for the public and, and they, the public is being seriously misled. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. 
I, I just, you mentioned uh, Robert Kelly Jr. and Albedri and Icahn and that. I just sense there is a head of steam uh, getting up now where really people in positions where they have the audience, they have the power, and they are speaking out. And that is going to influence things with Elon Musk on Twitter, making it a far more um, uh, ethical. I, I, I don't know that what the word, but I've noticed a huge difference in people speaking their minds and being honest on Twitter compared to as it was before. So I'm starting to get optimistic about being able to, you know, get to the bottom of this and and to bring the people responsible to book. Well, I I pray that that's the case. The courts in the U.S. have become so corrupted by the political agenda; they're not ruling on a lot of these points of law, and. And that, that is very alarming. And, you know, we just had a situation in the U.S. this week where the Supreme Court has now ruled that states have to allocate congressional, um, do their congressional redistricting with race quotas. That was resolved for race neutral in the civil rights legislation from the 1960s. And now we're going back to what was going on before that, that there was discrimination going on in the congressional districting. And now they're putting race-based quotas on the establishment of congressional districts in, in the states. This is just appalling. That's 180 degrees from what is in our constitution and for the Supreme Court to make that ruling tells me that we have a serious problem with the fact that our courts are not defending the constitution. And you may have been seeing that in England because I don't see the high court in London is upholding medical fairness either for some of the cases that have come before it. Oh, no, 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 I I totally agree. This is a major Issue. The only real avenue we have now is if, is if the courts actually take take action. And uh, you know better than I sort of how these things work. But there's a sort of a dynamic going on. This is just my thinking, a dynamic going on where the pressure builds up and that more and more people know. And then suddenly you get a change. And, and I'm hoping that's going to happen. We did have the release of the Pfizer documents. Um, and I, I think that was um, through ICANN. I can't remember. Again, you, you know better than I. But that was a real um, breakthrough. Uh, that obviously that judge was uh, was willing to make a brave decision. And maybe it's a case of finding the right judges. I, 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 I don't know. But I, I just I feel that this can only go one way now. The press is going to build and build and build. Because fundamentally, what they're trying to do with these MRA vaccines is impossible. And okay, we've got the depopulation agenda that we talk about, but at some point, people are going to notice that they, you know, most of us are part of the depopulation plan. 
So that that's my thinking on it. Maybe I'm over optimistic, but um, you know, it's uh, I don't know. Well, I hope you're right, and I this is what we keep calling for. It is going to take we the people on both sides of the Atlantic and around the world standing against the lies, the deception, and forcing humanity to take these experimental shots to allow them to contaminate our food all in the name of science and yet causing death and destruction and disability around the world. We are the ones that are going to have to stand against this. And I hope that our listeners are beginning to realize how critical this is. It's your life at stake. It's absolutely your life at stake. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, I, I keep going back to the airline industry, but it, it could be automotive industry. I don't know if you remember the issue with the foot pedal with Toyota, where they had um, uh, some accidents with problems with the foot pedal on one of their cars. And the CEO of Toyota came on uh, national TV and he apologized and he said, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And they did. And they found out actually it was a problem with the, the dealers have been putting mats in, in the Toyota cars. And, and that has caused the, the, the problem. So they went into it with, with a fine tooth comb and they found out what it was. Now, could you imagine the CEO of Pfizer coming on, on national TV and, and saying, look, we've got issues with these injections. We're going to move heaven and earth to make sure we find out what's been happening? Absolutely not. In fact, you know. <laughs> He's done exactly the opposite. He's opposite. been engaging in more and more obtuseness and refusal to answer questions. Yeah, and I saw the Moderna CEO um, in some inquiry, um, said inquiry where he, <laughs> the answers to the questions were just ridiculous. You know, th those these guys, they've never been near a vaccine plant that manufactures products in their lives. They've only ever been marketeers and or, or on the financial side. So it may not even, well, I'm sure they understand, but, you know, People in the industry now are so detached from how it used to work because they've grown up in this blockbuster environment where the supply chain and manufacture and all that, that's something someone else does. You know, we don't get our hands dirty with that. We'll just sort of do this wonderful, sexy discovery research, and then we'll do the sales and marketing, and we'll let other people in the middle do all the dirty work. And then we'll just coin in the profits. That's how you know. That's how it's working, and it's it's it is evil, and they've just got used to it. And to get, as I say before, patent law is at is at the root cause of all this. It's too easy to make blockbuster profits by having a, a patent, and we've seen it with these vaccines. You know, everything is patented. Uh, and once you've got the patent, then if you've got sales and marketing, or worse now, if you've just got governments who are willing to sell the product on your behalf so that you can you know, sell to the whole world, 
then that's that's your financial nirvana. And th this is where we are. And, you know, as, as you say, Dr. Lee, I think people have got to just understand what's happening first, realize these are dangerous, uh, defective products that are killing people. And it could be you they, they kill at some point. And, you know, speak out to whoever is in a position to share with other people and then you know, get it to politicians who can actually make a difference. You are exactly right. You're exactly right. And all of you listening, please join us in sharing this information for people around the world to be able to know the truth about what is going on behind the deceptive advertising and even to the point that your doctors are not telling you the truth. They are not telling you that they are paid incentive payments from the government to push more and more vaccines on children, on adults, on people of all ages. These are called value-based incentive payments in the United States, and they've been part of Medicare and Medicaid in escalating since Obamacare was passed in 2010. But under the COVID era, the government was paying additional incentive payments based upon what the percentage that doctors were able to achieve in getting their patient population vaccinated with the COVID shots. So all the way around, big pharma is focused on making money. Employed physicians with these big group practices and the contracts with the insurance companies and Medicare and Medicaid are all being paid to deliver the products that may be harmful to your health. So America, make independent decisions about what you need and look at our independent sources for information that is reliable to help you save your life. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report, Inside Pharma. And we will be back again next week with Headley Reese, bringing you more to shine light in the darkness of the black box of the secrets of Big Pharma. Thank you for joining us today.